0: Good morning, welcome to all those joining us for Likutei HaLochas, Yoridei HaCheliksheni, Hilchas Orla, Halacha Beis, from the beginning. We dedicate the to learning today on the 29th of Cheshvan, Li Nishmas, Reb Dovid B'Reb Moishe, whose your is today, and Menachem Ben Zalman Gershon HaLevi, whose your is today. And Li Nishmas, Reb Eliezer Yishe Yen Bas Rabbi Shuaryei, Zahavaleya Bas Rabbi Tsipka Rivka Bas Rabbi And for a complete refuel Shalema for all those that needed, it, including Chaviva Khan Abascalia, Rochel Abascalia, Noyeh Nachom Abascalia, Kehinda Bas Kraindel, Shlomoy Ben Rivka Shprinza, Shimon Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Frandel Rechel Shlaman ben Mazel, David ben Behiya bas Basleya, Yehudes Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Sarah Rochel Bas Yispendel Avivilon Bas Yuspendel, Tuvia Tzvi ben Chayaliza Gitranel Bas Sipoyra Lebalei Bas Sipoyra, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa Ides Bas Merim David Leib ben Sheina, Avigail Bracha Bashir Advoira, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Nosnihuda Ben Tali, Ruvay Mordechai Ben Chana, Tzvi Sholem Ben Risa Bat Beverly, Fruma Bas Genessa, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel Daniel Boruch Ben Soro, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Chaya Bracha Bas Perl, Yente Soro Bas Chana Rus, Yichil Michal Ben Chana Rus, David Michal ben Freda, Hinda Sheva bas Rochel, David Shimshon ben Soralea, Esther bas Gamar olvana, B'soch <coughs> Shalcha of Israel. Inyan orla regarding the topic of orla, which is the fruit of a tree during the first three years that the tree is producing, and netaravai is the fruit of the fourth year based on what Rabbein writes about in chapter 72 in the second half of Likut Imran. Vaklal, to summarize what it says there, When the Torah speaks about that the dead will come back to life, Rabbeinu Sa'as says it's only the humility of the person that will come back to life and only the humble people. <clears throat> we know the Gemara says there's a pasuk ki bekoah Hashem Hashem created worlds, the two worlds with the letters Yud and Hey of his name. This physical world was created with the letter Hei, and Olam Ha'po was created with the letter Yud, which is the smallest of the letters. And one of the reasons that given is to show that it's only the small people, the little people, that are going to be invited into Olam Haba. They're the ones that are going to be part of Tchias Hanesim. Ki shehashiflus shel kolechod hu yi anichye v'yokom b'tchias. Ki ikar hachayim nitzchim shel osid yerak lahashiflus shel kolechod v'yechod. Because the eternal life that each and every Jew will experience will apply only to the humility of each and every person. Ayn Sham Haytev Rav Zal says, "Study that chapter on the we well to get a clear understanding of this." The Chaim al Al Yedei Busha, and the way that a Jew is to that eternal life is through Busha, which means. A certain shyness, the opposite of brazenness, shehi bechinas <laughs> tshuva, busha is one of the main components of tshuva. The word boishes means shame and embarrassment, and it's the same letters as the word shavta. <coughs> you will return to Hashem, to return to Hashem. And the Gemara says, "Choeiver avera al a person who commits a sin and feels ashamed about it, Hashem forgives that person for all of their sins. So, this item of busha is a very special item. And the way that a person could be to this busha is by receiving clear explanations of the Torah. Shesuichin Alidei Hisnoitsu samoichin, which a person is either to when their brain sparkles, when the brain glows, shemisnoitzin alidei histaklus, shemistaklo by hat tzadiko emis. What causes a person's brain to sparkle like this? When a true tsadik looks at the person and shines light into the person, when a person is to see themselves with the tzaddik, Take a look over there on the Ran, where Abba elaborates and explains all of this very clearly. We know that the Torah tells us, by Matan Torah, when it summarizes what took place on Harsinai, it says that the reason why Hashem did all of this is... <coughs> In order to elevate you, and so that you'll have fear of Hashem on your face, so that you won't sin. And the Gemara says, what does that mean? Yira Hashem al panechem zu This refers to that shyness, that boishes ponim, that a Jew is supposed to have, that feeling of shame and embarrassment, and feeling tiny. In the presence of Hashem or in the presence of a great Sadik. Rabbein Azal explains there that when a person is to this quality of busha, then the person feels even embarrassed to put food into their mouth. Why? Because a person who's eating food that's not theirs, that was given to them for free, that kind of thing, the person feels embarrassed to eat it. Because they, they feel like a beggar in a sense. Validei ha busha, And through this quality of busha, a person can be to tshuva, shehi bechinas chayim which is eternal life. And once again he reiterates that eternal life only applies to the humility. That part of the person is what will be brought back to life. And we can be to the type of humility that Moshe Rabbeinu possessed. Ayin shom heitev heitev. Zal says study that chapter on the Qutiman very well because here he's giving it to us very short. Over there, Radhainazal shows all the connections and all the proofs to this. I'm a little bit confused. On the one hand, we said it's you acquire Al-Ambath from through being embarrassed. On the other hand, we acquire ulamaad by earning it, that which is the opposite opposite of embarrassing. So it's both. It's not a contradiction. The term embarrassment here means feeling tiny in the presence of Hashem, recognizing Hashem's greatness, recognizing the greatness of tzaddikim, and that makes me feel small, that makes me feel tiny. It doesn't take away my motivation from doing mitzvah and from doing, on the contrary, because I'm small, a person who feels they're big, I don't have to do anything, I'm, I'm a finished product person who feels small, I have nothing, that person will rush to do more and more, to accomplish a lot. Question, but doesn't, isn't there a Pasuk in the Torah that says, Bonim atem that we are considered to be Hashem's children, so why should we be embarrassed to eat the bread that our Father gives us? Two explanations for this. Number one, we say on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, Im ka'avodim. When we are on best, best behavior, we're bonim atem When we're on less good behavior, we are considered like avodim. And a person needs to know, do I really qualify to consider myself a, a ben? And again, this is not a contradiction with knowing that Hashem loves Klal Yisrael. Hashem calls Klal Yisrael bonim. But each individual Jew, in terms of defining my own relationship with Hashem and knowing where I stand, we need to know that unless I know that I'm really doing the best that I possibly can, I'm not yet on that madrega called bonim, number one. And number two, even a son, even a child, if a child doesn't show, doesn't, doesn't, isn't worthy or deserving of being fed, then the child should be feeling this shame and embarrassment. We know that there's a concept of appreciation, of Hatkorasatoyev, of showing respect, of kabedesimecha, showing respect to father and mother, ish imaivav tiro having been having fear, a healthy type of fear of parents. If those things are perfectly in place, then the child does feel humble in the presence of the parents. And the child does realize that I don't necessarily really deserve this. The parent is being so good and gracious and kind and charitable in taking care of me. Now, Rabnosazal Rab- Rab- begins, paragraph Bays. <speaking in Hebrew> It would pay to look carefully at Ravinezal's words there in that chapter on Nikutimran. Mipneimah tofas daiko inyan huachila. Why does Ravinezal choose specifically the example of eating shaliyde habusha mizbayshem biatzamam afilu lahoishet hamayach lepiv? When Ravinezal tells us that a Jew who feels really humble and really undeserving, such a person feels even embarrassed to put food into their mouth. What's the connection specifically between eating and this feeling of shame and embarrassment? Because Rav Nosanzal says you need to know that Rabbeinu words are the words of Hashem, godol and every word that Rabbeinu said, he was very careful and very particular and very precise in whatever example he gave or anything like that. V'yesh there are very high-level secrets in Rabbeinu words, kama pirushim and there are multiple explanations for each and every chapter in Likut HaMran. Especially regarding the connections that Rabbi Zal makes between different things. Because every word that Rabbi Zal said, he had a real serious intention as to why he said that and why he put it together with something else. Rav says, "I don't want to elaborate further on this here." V'ho'inyin, Rav says, "So therefore, to explain this, ki iker tiken hu habusha, one of the most important components in our eating, in order that it should be achila dikdusha, it should be holy eating." is for the person to have this feeling of shame and embarrassment in the presence of Hashem. That's one of the most important aspects of tshuva, a person feeling embarrassed over and regretful over the mistakes that they made. And it's through tshuva that a person can be zohed to eternal life. The humility of the person is what lives the Zoychen le Shiflus. This Shiflus, meaning, Rabbi are saying now, meaning that when a person's eating, to awaken and enliven the humility inside themselves and to be Zoychen to Shiflus. <coughs> because the ultimate goal is to achieve this humility. <coughs> because in other words, we know that the most important goal of a Jew is to achieve recognition of Hashem. Like it says in the Zohar Kodesh, And it's impossible for a person to have real, true recognition of Hashem and an understanding of Hashem. That's the real eternal life Kim al yidei unless the person has real humility, v'yalkein tsorich sheiyu chaim nitzchim, and therefore v'yalkein laosid sheiyu chaim and therefore in the future, when those who will be privileged to be around at that time will live eternal life, v'akiru is aisyasparach, and they will have the highest level of recognition of Hashem, shezelu ikar she'ashur l'mhaba. That's the, the great pleasure of, of the future world. Therefore, this eternal life will apply only to the humility of the person. Since we said the only way you get to that eternal life is through humility. And Rav Saul reiterates because it is impossible to achieve a high level of understanding of Hashem. And to have true recognition of Hashem. Unless the person is literally to feel like nothing with the epitome of humility, of real sincere humility, we know that the Shulchan Aruch tells us that when, when a person is about to daven Shmon Esrei, which is the peak of tefillah, it's the peak of connection to Hashem, the Shulchan Aruch tells us you should know that the earlier Hasidim, when they would go into Shmon Esrei, they would have his to They would nullify and negate themselves completely as if they don't exist at all. And Rabbein Hazal speaks about this in Likud Imram, that the highest form of tefillah, one of the highest forms of tefillah is when a person is in a room with other people (coughs) and when they're talking to Hashem, they don't see anybody else, they don't hear anybody else, it's only Hashem and me. Then Rabbein Hazal says there's a higher level than that where there isn't Hashem and me, there's only Hashem. I do not, I am nothing, I am nothing. I am only a, an empty vessel, like a pipe, through which the light of Hashem is flowing. I don't consider myself an independent entity whatsoever. oichel. <coughs> when, when a person is eating, <coughs> by eating, a person increases their matter, their matter, their physical form. And when a person increases their physicality, their, their matter, their form, that makes it possible for the nothingness, that considering oneself nothing to shrink and disappear. Which is the humility of the person. And this is what the Torah expresses concern about. When the Posek says in Chomish Dvorim, Hashem says, I'm concerned that you might eat and fill yourself up, and you're going to become arrogant. And you're going to forget Hashem. You're going to think my food. All about me and my. Because through eating, a person is increasing and expanding their physical matter, the body. And that can lead a person to arrogance which is the concept of a person considering themselves a yesh. I'm a somebody. I'm not nothing. I'm a somebody. And as a result of this arrogance, a person could forget Hashem. Because it's impossible to have recognition of Hashem unless the person has humility, bechinas <speaking> ayin, <Hebrew> trying to be, trying to consider oneself nothing. <speaking in Hebrew> and this is why the Pesach says, pentoycha <speaking in Hebrew> levavecha that Hashem expresses concern that there are many people who when they eat, especially when they eat to their fill, they become arrogant and they forget Hashem. They, they forget that the most important part of the meal is the birka samosain, or the bracha before the meal. That, they just, they, they, they either they forget to do it completely, or if they say it, they're saying it without really putting their heart into it. Because their heart, their whole mind, and they, they were completely occupied with the meal, the physical meal. Vahila kazu, bechinas, eitzadas, toivara. This type of eating is like the eating of the Eitz sadas, which was good and bad, in which Odomorishin got messed up. As the Pesach says, On the day that you eat from that tree, you're going to die. That's the exact opposite of what we're learning about, about humility, which is another term for eternal life because through this type of eating, a wrong type of eating, which leads to arrogance, which causes a person to forget and ignore Hashem, that's death. That's the opposite of eternal life. Because the real definition of the eternal life of the future is recognition of Hashem. And that type of life will only be given to those who have real humility. Whereas through arrogance, a person cannot achieve recognition of Hashem and a real understanding of Hashem. Misa, that's synonymous with death. Because the person isn't aware of the source of all life, which is Hashem. And therefore, a Jew is required to eat bigdusha in a manner that through my eating, through my meal, I will achieve humility. Shezehu iker hachaim. That's real life. That's real living. Now regarding Odom and Chavi, eating from Neitzadas, remember, what was, the, what was the snake's argument in trying to convince them to eat from this tree? The snake said, you know why Hashem doesn't want you to eat from this tree? Because Hashem partook from this tree and this is what made him so smart because Hashem knows that on the day that you eat from this tree you're going to become like Hashem to understand completely the differences between good and bad which means that the temptation was how would you like to be as great as you could be great like Hashem that was the temptation it was a pegamon gaiva and this holy type of eating is as a result of a person feeling ashamed, embarrassed, undeserving whatever I have is a gift from Hashem it's a free gift the, the way that a person is to this is through the Torah the more a person studies Torah and realizes how great Hashem is and how small we are, the more the person is eager to eat with this busha. The person is ashamed and embarrassed even to put the food into their mouth. tshuva, because, and when a person eats with this type of busha, which is synonymous with tshuva, because that's one of the most important components of tshuva, to feel embarrassed about the mistakes that I made, through which a person is to this eternal life, this humility, eternal life is synonymous with tshuva, because a person will realize how great Hashem is, and thereby realize how small we are. So through this type of eating, this makes a person feel even more humble. In other words, a person goes in to eat a meal, a fancy, expensive meal, it could make them feel great. Look who I am. I'm able to afford, I'm able to go to this fancy, elegant restaurant, or I'm able, oh, look what my wife prepares for me, such a, a... meal that took so much effort and time to prepare because I'm so important. That could be one attitude or the attitude is that this is Hashem's food and, and I'm nobody and I'm nothing I don't, and I don't really deserve anything and whatever I'm getting is a freebie. It's really a free gift and therefore I appreciate it immensely and I approach it with this humility, with this busha. Any questions? But how can a person who works hard to earn money, to pay for their food, feel that this food is a free gift from Hashem? If the person knows, if the person believes, and realizes, and knows, and understands, that my hard work isn't necessarily what gives me my money. There are people who work very hard, they go to work, they put in a very hard day's work, and at the end of the day, they lost so many dollars. Their work set them back. Rachmanol islam A Jew is supposed to believe that the work that I put in, even diff- hard work, is hishtatlus. That's a fraction, a small fraction of what defines what I receive, what I have, what I own. La Hashem loya. There's a passage that says the world and everything in it belongs to Hashem. Everything, my shirt, my car, my my work. Everything belongs to Hashem. The only way that Hashem is willing to allow me to partake from it is when I make a bracha, when I show recognition that I know that it's Hashem's, it's not mine. That's what allows me, that's where Hashem is willing to share what's His with us, to allow us to partake from His food. That's the bracha that we're making, that Hashem is Boyre mine mine, mine mezoines, Boyre priets. Hashem created this and it's His. I'm acknowledging that the entire world belongs to Hashem. And this is how we define the eating of a tzadik. The Pesach says a tzadik eats to satisfy and to satiate his soul. When a tzadik's eating, it's not a physical experience... It's not, he's eating to fill his belly. He's eating to be able to serve Hashem better. That the, the body should become a better servant to the soul, to the nefesh. Because the truth is, the main purpose of eating is to be able to live. Because life depends on eating. However, when a person eats purely on a physical level, on a materialistic level, without these feelings of shame and embarrassment and humility in the presence of Hashem, that type of eating causes the physical matter and that feeling that I'm a somebody to expand Ruach and the person comes to arrogance, and the person forgets about Hashem, ayde that person is dying as a result of their eating. As the Torah defines the eating of the eight sadas, it's a kind of eating that on the day that you eat from it, you're dead. Because again, life is defined as humility. And then that person enters into what the Gemara describes when the Gemara says, "Resheym," while they're physically living, are called dead. They're referred to as dead. Because alive, the definition of being alive. Is recognition of Hashem, Rakali rakalidei shiflus. That's only acquired through humility. And again, unfortunately, this is one of the diseases in our generation today. If children are not taught appreciation, if children are not taught that that they're not owed anything, parents do not owe them anything. And they, and they don't necessarily deserve everything they're being given, that it's, it's graciousness and kindness and it's through difficult work on the part of parents that parents are able to provide for children. If children don't have that, <coughs> then, then they don't have recognition of Hashem either then they don't recognize that everything, everything here is a gift. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. If children aren't taught to make brachas and to make brachas properly before they eat and after eat, then they think everything is coming to them. What's the term again that's, that's used for this? With an eye. Someone will, will remind us where people feel that it, it, everything's coming to them. Rachman HaLitzlan. Vialkein, not unconditional. Unconditional love is a description of it, but it's this feeling that people have that, that everything is coming to them entitlement that's the word I'm looking for. that term entitlement which is a terrible plague in our generation. It's a plague among the youth and therefore there's no work ethic, there's no there's no realism there's no motive why no motivation? because I got everything for free. I was never taught that it's not free. Every, I was given everything for free. I was never taught the concept of appreciation, the concept of how difficult it is, and how, how much a person has to plead with Hashem, and what a privilege it is if Hashem is kind, is nice enough to give us food to eat, to give us money to pay our rent, to pay our mortgage, whatever it is. Iker And therefore again, the main ticken of, of, of being able to eat properly with holiness is through this busha, which is the eternal life of the future world. shiflus. This humility, and when a person eats with this type of feeling, this humility, this embarrassment, that the person knows this is not mine. It's not my and I, it's Hashem. Everything is Hashem's. And, and I'm in the presence of Hashem now. And therefore, I feel tiny. And I don't feel like I'm putting my food that I paid for and I earned into my mouth. It's Hashem's food. And Hashem is being so kind and generous, even though I don't really deserve this. I'm lucky if I deserve bread and water azay kazu through that kind of eating that person's neshama that person's soul gets fueled that person is infused with true life bechin chaim, nitchem eternal life not physical life shezeu ikr chayim that's real life da'ino bechin shiftless this humility veikra ha'bosher shebo toli achila And once again, Rabbein Azal says, for a person to acquire this, this Busha, which which is what makes my eating holy, a person acquires it through explanations of Torah. Which, Which a person gets to understand the Torah when their brain is glowing and shining. How does one get their brain to glow and shine? Shemekabwen A person receives that by from the look of the tzadik. as Rabbeinu Azal explains over there in the Vzeh boa al sabris. And with the ability of the tzadik to shine this sechlin to the person and the ability of the person to be able to receive it is all dependent on Shmira Sabris. We know we say in (laughs) Kriyash, that the eyes, the power of the eyes, is defined by a person's ability not to look at what I'm not supposed to look at, this this quality of Shmiras HaBris. And once again, this was the mistake, and the damage that was caused by eating from the Eitz hadas. This was a type of eating that wasn't coming from explanations of Torah, from clarity of Torah. Which comes from pure, pure wisdom. Whereby that type of eating gives a person eternal life, through the the shame. The eating of eid represents a type of eating that goes together with a confused state of mind. Shebo bris, which comes as a result of pigama bris, nistale kabusha. When a person is pigam in the bris, they have no shame. That sin, the sins in that area, are all about tshnius, modesty, versus azus, brazenness. Ki bris, he pegam habusha, because pegama bris usually is a, an aspect of a a lack of this busha, this modesty. Ki ein because the Yezoir Kodesh says that this feeling of shame and embarrassment, a healthy a healthy positive feeling of shame and embarrassment is associated with arayim, with, with tikana bris. And when a person commits sins of pigama bris, the person removes that shame and embarrassment from their face There's, and, and it becomes a brazenness, a chutzpah. Who bechinas shoyichel b'lipusher, and the type of eating that's related to the eating of the eitz hadas, that's a type of eating without b'usher. Shezoyts v'achila nimsheches mimoychem mebulbolin. Once again, that type of eating is is related to a state of confusion in the mind. Bechinas eitz hadas toivora sheim heperk biurei tora kanal. V'ialkein nemar v'achila zu. And that's why the Torah defines that kind of eating, that on the day that you eat, you're dead. The opposite of true life. Eternal life. Any questions, please? A question in the chat. Most of the time, us ordinary people do not have the necessarily light of, of this expansiveness of the brain to feel earnest busha at the time of eating. How then do we come to eating with Kedusha? All we seem to be able to do much of the time is saying a bracha with mindfulness. Hakora Satov, That's another Indian it seems. Busha needs a serious light from above. The answer is that they can go together when a person makes a bracha properly, when a person says, blessed are you, Hashem, king of the world, when a person says those words, king of the world, Hashem is king, what does that make me? That makes me Eved, a servant of Hashem. And I say, Hashem created this, (coughs) all of this, if a person does it even with honesty and sincerity, it puts me in my place, it lets me know who I am, that there's a king. In the presence of a king, everybody feels small, if, if we're honest, if we're honest. And again, there are levels and levels. Question, but if a person acquires a pet, they're obligated to look after it. Otherwise, it's sheer cruelty. So aren't parents obligated to provide for their children's needs? It's not just pure chesed on their part. Since the children didn't ask to be born, isn't it natural for them to expect to be provided? The answer is that there is some truth to what you're saying. There is some validity. There's a famous Tosvis that the Bnei Yisrocher quotes several times where the Tosvis says that there's a difference between the food that, that a person provides for us, and Hashem giving us the Torah. He says the food that Hashem provides for us, to a degree, is based on justice, on mishpat. You created us, you made us, you put us into this world. So you didn't put us into the world to die, you put us into the world to live. So, so give, us, give us the ability to live. That's why when it comes to a mizuman on food, we say We use Hashem's name Elohim, which is the name for Mishpat, justice. Whereas when a person gets called up to the Torah, the Torah Hashem wasn't obligated to give us in any way. That's an expression of Hashem's kindness. There we say, es Hashem We use Hashem's name Yudke Vavke. The Taisus tells us this to have a certain realization of the difference between eating physical food and receiving the Torah. And maybe that's one of the reasons why Rabbi Nezal says over there in Likut Imram that in order for the person to feel this busha, it requires biure ha Because through biure ha that a person can, re- can understand that that's a tremendous chesed of Hashem. It's brought that in Mizmor Shalom HaShabbos, the, the words, That in the morning, we speak about Hashem's kindness. The first letters of those three words spell the word Cholov, milk, which is another term for Torah. The Torah is compared to milk. So again, Hashem giving us the Torah is an aspect of Chesed. So there is an element of justice and fairness but again, if a person wants to be honest and real, a person knows that based on the fact that I am not necessarily doing what Hashem wants me to do, and if I am, I'm not doing it all the time, so then I don't really deserve, I don't deserve what Hashem is giving me. And, and, and just like if a person doesn't do what you really want them to do, you don't give them the best for you, the, the best you, you give that person the, the lowest. Just like, again, a lower level of life is given lower level food. A baby is given baby food, not steak and this like that. So if I realize that I'm a baby, that I am just starting and trying to come close to Hashem, I'm not advanced, I'm not an adult, I'm not mature, I, I I should be eating baby food. And the fact that I'm sitting in front of a plate of adult food the person to feel, to realize that this is an incredible gift on the part of Hashem, that Hashem isn't judging me for what I really deserve and what I really am, that kind of thing. This could be an example of how a person could, could realize that it's still tremendous chesed on the part of Hashem. And now Rav begins going into the topic of Orla and showing how that relates to all of this. Paragraph, David. V'zeh b'chinas isur orla. With this, we can understand the forbiddenness of orla. Kishloisha shnei orla pegam Pegam, eitz hadas kayadua u'muva bemedrish. Because the fact that Hashem gave us this mitzvah, this decree, that for the first three years that a tree is producing fruit, we're not allowed to eat that fruit, <coughs> that's related to the sin of the eitz hadas. As the Medrash says, who will remove the dirt from your eyes? You know, give you the ability to open your eyes and see and understand. Your children, Adam Rishin, couldn't wait. And your children wait three years before they partake from the food. So there's a connection between the, the mitzvah of Arlo and the eating of the eight Sadas. And then during those first three years of a tree's growth, of a tree's development, when the negativity of the eight sadas is upon that tree, oz osur legamri it is completely forbidden for us to eat from the fruit. beshem orla, and that's why it's called orla. Orla is something tomai. This is the concept of the arrogance that's associated with matter, Which comes as a result, this arrogance comes when a person is eating improperly. Because arrogance is a concept of too much, extra, excessive. As the pasuk says in Tehillim, chapter thirty-one, al gaiva." Hashem pays those who have excessive. They have excesses, and then it has the word gaiva, showing that gaiva is this concept of excess. Vezeh b'chinas Shakoze, Nisrape Ven Vasev al The orla means a type of eating where the more the person eats, they get fatter, they get bigger, they feel bigger. Achenna Sabrina's oriel mamish. To the point where the person becomes oral. Oral means completely tummy, like like a goy. Like the foreskin on top of the bris, which is an excess that's covering over the holy flesh. It hovers over the holy bris and stuffs it and blocks it from allowing its light to shine. And so too, through the wrong kind of eating, a person becomes fatter and fatter and bigger and, and more arrogant. To the point where the person becomes tome, and the person becomes stuffed through this arrogance, and this causes the person to forget Hashem. And this is why it's forbidden for us to eat from the produce during those first three years until the fourth year, that's when the good of that tree is starting to be revealed. Kayodua, as is known in the Sifrei Kabbalah, we know there's a rule in Kabbalah that the klipa always comes before the fruit. The husk, the cover, the shell comes before the fruit. So the first three years is klipa. On the fourth year is when the fruit is starting, the toiv is starting to be revealed. Azai mutorin lechol hapeirois. That's when we're allowed to start eating the produce. Aval, However, however, it still requires us taking certain positive steps in order to take it out of the category of eitz and bring it into the category of achila digdusha. Shehu alidei busha, which we said it requires this bushah, this feeling of shame and embarrassment, which leads to true humility. And this is why we have to bring the produce, the fruit to Yerushalayim. The Midrash tells us that the word Yerushalayim is a combination of two words, complete perfection of Yerah, Bechinas yore boishis. As we find, the Tikkun Ezoia tells us that the first word in the Torah, the word bereshis, is a combination of two words yore boishis, yira and busha. Kiyira hi busha. Because when a person has proper fear and respect, that's, go, that's synonymous with this feeling of feeling embarrassed and ashamed in the presence of something far greater than me, something or someone that I look up to. And we find again that Pasuk at the end of the Aserah As Sadibrois where it says, Ulaman Tia yir osay al panechen, so that you'll have fear of Hashem upon your face, and Rashi says, they're quoting Gemara, zu ha-boishis. So yira and busha go together. So Yerushalayim is the center; is supposed to be the center of this holy bushah. shom Yerushalayim and that's why in that fourth year we have to bring the produce to Yerushalayim to start its major tikun. Kishom zoichen laochma meb'chinas bushah. 'Cause in Yerushalayan will be able to eat it with this healthy busha, Shaz ikra tikan shalhem, which is the main tikkan for them. The shon zaikem a bikina shiflos. And in Yerushalayan is where a Jew could be Zekha to this real humility. Kishom beerushalayim shon habtosh. Sheshom ho evan shesia. Shahi hanekudeshaloan. In Yerushalaim you have the Baisa Mikdosh. In the Bas Mikdash you have that rock from which the entire world was created. The Zois Hanekuda Ayin. And that place, the holy of holies, in the Besamikdosh, where the Evan Shasia was, that's the place of nothingness, complete beetle. Shemishom Nimsha Hakoil Kayadua. It's from there that everything receives, everything and everyone receives from Eretz Royal, from Yerushalayim, from the Beis HaMikdosh, from the Kodesh HaKadoshim, from the Evan Shasia. That's why it says about the coin Godel, when he went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom, Kippur, on Yom Kippur, it says no one is allowed to be there with him, no one is allowed to be there during the time that the kohen is there. That's the worry. No one is permitted to be there w- during the time that the kohen is in the Kodesh kadoshim. The Zohar kodesh says it means that even the kohen becomes no one. No one can be there. No one is present. That when a person enters into the Kodesh kadoshim, they become no one. They become ayin, nothing, this beetle. So by bringing the fruit to Yerushalayim, We're connecting to that level of holiness, that beetle. We'll hold it over here for now, even though we're actually in the middle of a paragraph. These words, we'll hold it over there. It's Erev Chodesh, and today we say Yom Kippur Katan. I hope to be traveling now with a group of people to Meiron for the special Yom Kippur Tefillah as a shliach on, on behalf of all of us, on behalf of all of Klal Yisrael. We should be zirchot that our tefillah should be neskabel baratzayim. We should be zirchot that everything should turn around completely for the benefit of Klal Yisrael. Be zirchot to see the complete ge'ula shlema and the complete and final downfall of all the enemies of Klal Yisrael. B'mhera amen amain Amen.